it's day 36 of 100 days with Alita. I am Alita. We're getting irritated, Alita, today. Um, today wasn't good. It's kind of heavy, actually, and lonesome. I get like this with three days, like three-day weekends. Um, It just feels like it's too long. Even like before I was a parent, it's just too much time of not working. I don't like that. Excuse me. So, I'm not super crazy about it, but it's fine. Um... Yeah, I'm here. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say today. This is a true exercise in discipline because I did not feel like doing this tonight. I did not want to record tonight. I was just going to be like, oh, I can just mush them together for tomorrow. Nope, there's no reason to. Um, I do have some other stuff that I'm supposed to be working on that I'm putting off. I'm getting irritated with myself. I have a deadline to meet for my friend tomorrow. And I just hate it here. I don't like where I am. I'm frustrated with where I'm at in my life. I feel like I've been frustrated for a while and I haven't done much about it. I'm not going to hold you. Because then there's, like, having the energy to motivate myself to do better. And I just don't have it today. I needed a mental break, and I haven't gotten it. And I just don't know where I'm going to carve out time to do so. I think my spirit's a little agitated because I haven't done any, like church stuff in months watch sermons not the because I'm irritated and I don't want to be here my therapist and I talked about like challenging these negative feelings and that like helps them well I'm sorry helps me feel less overwhelmed by them but I'm just not feeling great. I'm at... I constantly feel challenged. And looked down upon. Um, jealousy is a big one. Just all these feelings that weigh me down. Not like from me, but to me I'm not okay today I'm just not I'm irritated and I just want to listen to my audiobook I just want to have a peaceful life and I don't know how to get there to have that so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, yeah.
wish that it was different, but it's not. So I need to work harder and put myself out there in order to get the life that I want. But I just like today, I just don't have the energy or the motivation. So my question is like, when people, when successful people feel like how I'm feeling today, like what pushes them to be like, I want better. I just feel myself like deteriorating and it sucks. I know y'all don't want to listen to this heavy stuff. Um, but that's how I'm feeling today, y'all. So, let's see. Let's flip this on its head. I'm going to take my therapist's advice and we're going to challenge this. The way I challenge this is with the narrative. I'm going to alter the narrative. I'm not going to be me. I'm going to observe myself as though I were, like, you know, a different person. So, I see somebody. I'm talking to somebody who feels... The way that I do today. I give myself permission. But I will also tell this person. Well I give myself permission. Give yourself permission to feel this way. Don't give it power. Over your life. Focus on the goal. The long term goal. Where do you want to be next year? Where do you want to be in six months? A month. A month ago, I mean, well, this podcast did exist a month ago. But a month ago, you wanted it. This was very important to you. You know? And what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? Yeah, you've been here for however many years. Okay. So what do you want to do to change that? And what's one small step, even though you don't feel good, one small thing you can do today if it's, is it the podcast great if you feel like you can do a little more then do that prayer is huge if this person had the same belief system as me speaking from a informed Christian perspective operative word there informed <laughs> prayer is huge you haven't been talking to God lately your spirit's frustrated cause you got a taste and now you're not doing it it's gonna take a while to shift from negative centered to positive or you know pro- at least productive centered thought process so you got to give yourself time. But you have to continue to challenge the thoughts. You feel lonely. That's okay. That's normal. You'll make friends. Put the energy out there. Get off of social media. Get informed. Cool. But get off social media and get in God's face. Because you'll be depressed. Looking at that all day, every day. If you want to play your game, play your game. Listen to your book. That's fine. But don't forget your goals and your dreams. You want a better life for that you and that little girl. Keep that your primary focus.
that's what I would say to myself if I saw someone else feeling the way that I do tonight. You cannot give up because today you're going to have shitty days. Like, it's a shitty day. That's okay. It's fine. But it doesn't have to be a shitty life or a shitty week or shitty days. You're tired. But we got to do things that energize us. We have to eat things that energize us. You know, it's going to take time, but you have to commit. Show up every single day, no matter what. Show up. Don't you dare turn your back on yourself again. You said you're going to do stuff for your friend. You have deadlines. Whatever you need to do. If you need to just chill the rest of the night and then set an alarm for like, I don't know, four or five in the morning. Do it. And get it done. Get your stuff done. Don't give up. So that's my pep talk for today. Um, so, day 36 was shit, but that's all right. Because day 37 is going to be a better day. Get one more day off to recuperate, to clean, do all the things you didn't do. Let's get them done. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Day 37. Bye-bye. Good evening, friends. It is day 37 of 100 Days with Alita. And today was yet another heavy day of healing and processing and a lot of different things. Okay, so let's get into it. I was listening to a sermon today by T.D. Jakes called um, A Heart Full of Grief and a Ram Full of Oil. And basically it talked about how portions of the sermon talked about how people can get stuck in their grieving process he wasn't belittling or minimizing the grieving process it's also um quite the contrary he was um it was encouraged but um one of the things that bishop mentioned was that grief is fueled by the past you breathe life into the past that's how you can Um, hang on to it and that's how you get stuck and if you stay in one position long enough um, parts of you will begin to atrophy that happens in the natural and um, he said that it can also occur spiritually so it got me to thinking like um what how am I stuck because I took grief literally like oh someone has to die in order for you to grieve Um, But he said, you are limited in your thinking if you think grief is only like boxing at the grave. You could grieve any type of loss, whether it's like a physical loss where someone dies um, or it could be the death of a relationship, the loss of a job, house, any type of, you know, um, sentimental items or, you know, experiences and you can get stuck there. And you could do what you call ruminate, where you just replay that situation over and over and over again. And you stay there. You dwell on it. You speak into it. 
And I'm like, okay, so where in my life is that happening? Because I had an overwhelming moment. I was talking to my ex. Um, yeah, I know. Um, like a recent ex, not like a past ex. Um, and the one that I've been processing, we just broke up like a month ago. And I was, I just had like a breakdown. One thing that I noticed, I had to go, meaning like we were on the phone and I became like very emotional. So I had to end our phone call and I was there. I broke down. I was at the lake again. Normally I broadcast from there when I'm there, but I was just like, I'm tired of doing this. I've been here a month. Like what, what are you doing? Um, so I just sat there and I cried, gave my, you know, grief, put my tears over into the lake. And I'm thinking like, I was doing this long before I had my daughter. I would go to somewhere by the lake and process and grieve something. What is it that I'm grieving? I'm grieving the loss of a relationship. I grieved the loss of an opportunity to be married twice. Um, I wasn't like formally proposed to, but just the relate grieving the loss of the relationship was was hard um and one of the questions that bishop asked during the message was um he quoted the verse and forgive me um for like roughly paraphrasing it it was in first samuel when um the lord came to samuel the prophet and was like hey saul ain't it i'm about to show you who is um and saul or i'm sorry samuel took that very hard and he was grieving like man i really thought he was gonna be king i feel like a failure kind of thing and the lord said like how long are you gonna be like this like what are you doing bro you know how long will you grieve this take up your ram of oil and go so and it got me to thinking like you know by way of bishop how long are you going to grieve this like how long are we going to grieve the missed opportunities how long are we going to grieve um like the like what didn't happen who didn't do what who didn't love me who didn't you know who abandoned me who made fun of me um who tears me down you know tore me down like at some point there's a decision to be made okay so you might say well at least i'm not a christian so yeah that's cool bet i watched a video about dwayne johnson or from dwayne johnson rather and somebody asked him on instagram or through some form hey how do you stay motivated when you don't feel like working out because he gets up like four o'clock in the morning every day no matter what. And he says the first thing that he does is he thinks about all those. He goes back in time um, and he thinks about the times when he had nothing. Like $7 to his name. He has seven bucks productions because it's there was a time in his life where he only had $7 in his pocket. Like to his name. That's all I got. Bye bye. And he says that you want to go back to that you trying to be broke because you we could go back there and then he said that gets him going and 
if he says that doesn't work, then he psychs himself out. He kind of like trash talks himself. He's like, okay, cool. No one's going to know. Um, you tell everybody that you're so bad that you do all of this, but really you ain't going to do it. No one, no one can see you. No one's going to know that you didn't work out. It's four in the morning. Everybody's asleep. No one will know. You can go to sleep. And he was like, oh no, I'm bad. I'm a bad MFR. I'm, I'm doing it. And so I gave that example because it's like he made a decision. Yes, he could have been bitter and been like, man, dad neglected me. Why do I only have $7? Why did this happen to me? I feel like at one point um, he had tried like a professional uh, football career and he got injured. He could have like became bitter in that. He made his home. He could have made his home in bitterness or what have you, but... He decides every single day that I choose to to do better. He challenges himself every single day. No one's going to outwork me. I don't care. I'm doing it. This is the life that I want. This is like what I'm doing has gotten me from $7 to where I am now. And who am I to stop now? I don't care if nobody knows. I know. And so I'm challenging future me when I listen back at this or even today. What happened to you sucked. Um, it, you know, it hurt. Your heart was broken. You've been through a lot of stuff. You know, you're a single mom. Trying to make stuff work for you and your girl, girl. That's a nickname I give my daughter. But what are you going to choose? Are we going to continue to do this and do this half-life? Or are you going to do what the Lord told you to do? And I'm switching back to Christian values because that's what resonates with me. Are you going to try something new and do what the Lord told you to do and write your way out of this? Which is it? Because you can continue doing what you're doing now. Settling. Or you can try something new and build a life for you and your daughter. Because what you have right now, you, you're not comfortable you don't like this life, barely making it, make, making ends meet, living, you know, at home still. It's been four years, almost five. We're quickly approaching five. I mean, real talk. You know, five years ago, you had just moved in, you know, with somebody and uh, lights were off couldn't afford to pay the bill back you got like I don't even know if it was like official eviction I still don't know that I think it was but either way you were being evicted is that what you want is that the type of life that you want to raise your daughter in or do you want to raise her in a healthy environment that you provided that the parameters that you set is it they look down at you now because you're not really doing nothing you're living beneath your potential and everyone says that and I mean okay cool but aside from that like think about how you feel right now do you want to continue that and pass that on to your daughter or do you want to go for something different it's extremely uncomfortable and scary and everything else but there's something there because you've taken the 10-year scenic route around this mountain and you're back 
to where you started. Just try. Try the new thing. Just try it. Let your daughter see you try and flourish in your 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 true, you know, calling. Break the generational curse. A whole family is still very possible. So I challenge you future Alita. This is Alita from day 37 of 100 days with you. I challenge you to go after it. Go for it. You're almost 33. Try. By the time you listen to this, you probably will be 33. You have a beautiful website that's awesome and organized. You're on your way. Write your way out of this pain. Write your way out of the fear. Just do it. Please do it. Please. All right. That was heavy, you guys. These 10 minutes are coming up quicker and quicker. Okay. Well, tomorrow is day 38. We just ended our lengthy Labor Day weekend. There was a lot of labor going on, but needed. So it's time for bed because I have to be at work at 9 o'clock tomorrow. And I'm trying to be top notch. Okay, so you guys have a great day. We'll see you on day 38. Bye-bye. Hello, friends. It is day 38, and please excuse the wind, but I am here on location at my favorite spot at the lake alone. I got out of work early today, and I actually live... Or, I mean, I work close to, like, this spot that I like to come to. And um, so I just came here straight after work. Not abusing the time because I'm not due back till after 5 o'clock. So, this is great. Um, It's a beautiful day. Like, it's about, probably about, like, 70 two three four maybe five 75 degrees it's sunny but the clouds are puffy not like storm puffy but like um not cotton candy but like cotton ball cotton ball (laughs) puffy like somebody's just ripping them apart ripping, ripping cotton balls apart and just letting them loose in the sky it's gorgeous today um so today we're going to talk about intention. <sighs> I'm going to edit. While I'm here today by myself, without my daughter, I miss her. Like, being here makes me think about her. <laughs> Watching her run and play. But, um, I really need to be more intentionally focused about my career. Lately, I have not been. And we talked about that in detail yesterday. But going forward, I am going to do the writing. Okay, so I have these like sections in my blog. Um, One for mommy life, one for minding my business, and one for film review. (sighs) I don't want to have a fourth section, but maybe I should. I don't know if that's too many sections. Um, But I don't want to overthink it. So I'm going to have one for short stories. And I'm going to start a story. Now, um, my creative process is unique in that 
characters kind of like introduce themselves to me. You know, just think of it as like you're meeting somebody in person and they say, hi, how are you? Um, but sometimes they don't say hi. Sometimes it's like if we're in a dark room together, just come in the room and sit with me. It would be like if you're sitting here at the park and somebody just came right next to me and sat down um, with me on the bench. It'd be like that. So it's very interesting. I am very nervous about doing this, but I am doing it. And I'm also going to get more focused on my um, physical activity because I can just feel my body like wanting to move. And I need to do that. So I'm going to do it. Um, the water's beautiful. I love it. I love watching it. I love the different colors. Our water isn't very like... As you go further out, it gets more blue, but it's not like blue like the Atlantic or Pacific Ocean blue. I would love to see those. I have to see those two oceans before I die. I did see the Atlantic, but I want to go back and really like do that. I want to plan maybe a getaway for myself um, near the ocean somewhere. Not during hurricane season. That'd be awkward. So... Well, not during the height of hurricane season. Um, so, we need to get intentional about riding. It's beautiful just sitting out here. Um, we are seven days into the month. Um, I'm almost 40 days in. That's very close to 50% of the way <laughs> to my journey. So we're moving right along and I would like to accomplish some more things before this hundred days gets a going. And uh, I'm just going to sit in silence here and enjoy it. I don't have a lot to say. The next time I talk to you will be day 39 and I'm going to discuss a character with you. Maybe I can practice telling you a story. That would be unique, right? And uh, unless I learn something like profound tomorrow, then obviously I'm going to talk about that. But uh, <laughs> I'm surrounded by these yellow butterflies. I wonder if my grandma comes here and like meets me here or my stepdad. They both passed away. I just wonder if they meet me here. I think they are both butterflies. I really do. I don't know if they take different forms. Like their spirit just rests in a tree or a butterfly. Maybe I can look up butterflies. Maybe get one on my shoulder like it's landing on me. I don't even know how anybody would like do that. So yeah, just get it on the top of my shoulder. It could be like my grandma sitting there with me and get Zoe underneath. think that would be a good tattoo idea all right guys it's been a beautiful day i'm gonna finish editing these episodes and post them see how much i can get done while i'm here all right friends bye bye hi friends welcome to day 39 of 100 days with alita 
I am your host, Alita. How's it going? (laughs) You know, I was thinking how I could improve this podcast. And as I was listening back to some of my past entries, I was thinking like, there needs to be like a intro or something. Because I feel like the podcast just the podcast just starts and then there's no like hey what up though or something (laughs) so I'm still thinking about that but the feedback did cross my mind um this is gonna be a short episode I ain't gonna hold you because it's hot in this house and I'm tired and I need some rest and I actually get to sleep in tomorrow I have a um scheduled for the closing shift today was beautiful it was about eh, 76 77 78 in there and the sunshine was shiny and delightful and comfortable so this latter part of summer has been gorgeous um so i'm happy for that today was not a good day today we had yet another pop quiz and canalita stand up for herself <laughs> It's always a coworker or client that's challenging me. But I guess that makes sense because that's where I spend the majority of my time. I dwelled on it, but I also spoke up in the moment. So I was proud about that. I don't want to feed it, but basically a stylist an emerging stylist had a question about uh, a booking procedure and she didn't like our answer. She tried to, you know, drop, well, the boss said such and such. And, you know, it went on from there. I'm proud of myself because, like, I stood up for me in the moment. Because normally in the past, as recent as, like, six months ago, I would have just held all of that in, tried to, you know, solve it without defending myself. So I've come a long way. The only thing that frustrates me is like when I get really frustrated, like my hands start to shake and I just get like, I get the jitteries. I did that like you could see me. One of these days you will be able to see me on video. For all my video lovers out there. So I'm proud that I stood up for myself, but it's just... It's frustrating because I feel like people just walk around with a certain like amount of entitlement and it's frustrating. And it's like, how do we get to this point? Now, this positive spin on this, I come across some frustrating moments pretty regularly at my job. I've been at this job almost four years and I just take it as like, hey, you're getting frustrated. It's like the more that I do... Things like this, uh, being like my, for example, my podcast or getting my writing off the ground, I get more frustrated there. I feel bad because I reprimanded the ex about things that we struggle with. And yeah, I just feel like we enable each other, you know? It's like we're both broken in the same place and we're not helping one another. It's hard. And I told him that. Sorry, 
I yawned. And I didn't want to, like, yawn in your ear. But I told him that it was tough. And then he said he wasn't in a good mental space and that he needed time. So I blocked him. I mean, yes, I made his issues about me. And I think I'm just a little on edge because I'm lonely. I haven't heard from another friend in a while. And I don't know why. But maybe that's just evident of, like, like I prayed about letting that relationship go. So maybe that's just, again, the Lord, like, hey, I'm trying to make this better for you. (sighs) One thing I told the ex is, like, hey, I'm tired of your fear talk. Um, or no, 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 I'm sorry. That was to me. I told him that I'm tired of like this about to talk. And if we're going to have a vision of something, we need to be more specific. And I'm just tired. I've known you for six months now and we have yet to progress into anything, you know, of substance. But, but I challenge myself because I'm like, are you frustrated because his actions remind you of what you aren't doing and how fear is controlling your life and why you haven't launched the website? Yes. Yes, it's up. We celebrate that. But when are you going to tell people? We're 40 days. We're just about 40 days into this. 40. And no one knows. No one. So it's like. When are you just going to jump and do it? The website is up. The podcast is up. The only thing that we have to do is a blog post and come up with that and then just like do samples of, you know, I did this three years ago. I did a countdown and it's 30. It's like a milestone. And I just felt like a big change coming. I was right. Literally the next It was like my 30th birthday happened. And then two months later, I was pregnant. So I knew that I was going into a shift. I just thought it was from one decade of life to another. But I went from a whole different role into another role. And I didn't realize it. So what is this? What is this countdown signifying? You know? It was almost like I did like, you know, I was kind of sanctified myself like the Lord kind of revealed to me subconsciously of like what was coming. So I like mentally prepared for it. And I was, it was easy, you know, to make a decision to be a mom. So now I feel, I sense another shift. I don't know why. I don't know what's significant about 33, but I just know that I need to do this and I need to step out and try. And I feel super led to do this. All I have to do is write a blog post. All I have to do is write a blog post and post it on my website and tell people about my website. It's all we have to do at this point. (sighs) And I told my ex, I was like, I'm tired of hearing the same things and we're not doing anything about it. I've given you ample examples of what you could do and how we could get there. And if you're really serious about, you know, your goals, these are some steps that we could take. But I mean, I'm in the same boat. Who am I to look down on him? for not using his gifts you're being upset about your life but you've done minimal to change it I'm afraid to make the change that's something I could process with my therapist but I sense a shift Mm -hmm. 
when I was 30. I mean, literally, it was like, I'm going to be 30. Like, that was the shift. That's all I was thinking about. Going to New York City, and I'm going to be 30. That was it. But I didn't know that I'd be a mom. Um, or that my grandma would die. So, I don't know what's coming this year, but I feel a push. The frustration wants to wants me to use that as motivation to do better and to do the things that I really want to do. So, I'm going to go for it. Well, I didn't think I'd make it to 10 minutes today, but I did. So here we are. That was day 39, you guys. Just a little sample of it. Tomorrow's day 40. Ooh, I owe you a story. I told you yesterday that I was going to tell you a story. And I psyched myself out because I'm like, who's going to listen to us learning? We could just try it. We could just try it and see. All right. Well, that's my time. Until the next time we meet, Lord willing. We'll see you on day 40. I can't believe that my birthday is in 61 days. Whew, we are moving. Do you hear me? I owe my friend a design. I owe my friend more emails. Um, yeah. I just, I had a lot to do. And I need to organize my life so I could do it. Oh, we can do this. Okay, I'm out of here. Have a good night, guys. Bye-bye. My friends, it's day 40. We out here. We are just 10 days away from the halfway point. Woo. Day 40, 100 days with Alita. Welcome. Okay, remember how last night I said, ooh, this one's going to be short. And it wasn't. <laughs> well, tonight I mean that because I'm tired. <sighs> okay, welcome to day 40. I'm excited. Uh, there are 60 days until my birthday. It is September 9th. Today was beautiful yet again. It felt like a fall day, even though we still got about two more weeks until fall actually happens so it's so interesting you know you know the weather changes every season but it's always a surprise when it comes because you never know exactly like what day the weather's just gonna start to shift and it's just always a fascinating process you know I always I like living in a state that has all four seasons you know um winter's not my favorite with all the stupid snow and everything, but yeah, it's interesting. Ouch. Okay. So you know how on Facebook, uh, they do the memories thing now where it'll show like, Hey, we have a memory that you might like to see. So three years ago, I did a countdown, um, to my birthday. Um, I was turning 30. And I have all these interesting quotes. And it just felt like I was prepping for something. I just thought I was prepping to turn 30. Like, I'm switching from one, you know, 
decade of age to another. But then it's like my life changed. And I was like fresh into the 30s. Literally 60 days in, I was pregnant. And um, it was like subconsciously I was preparing for something. Um, And it was so interesting. So very interesting. I think I started at 90 days. Um, so it was weird. And now maybe there's something in me that can sense a shift. And so I'm taking this time to prepare for it. Or it could be a period of reflection as well. So I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting, but it's not about the destination. It's about like these hundred days. And what I'm learning and who I've been up until this point and going forward, who would I like to be? So the goal is to promote my webpage, write a blog post and then promote the blog, the podcast, my website, like and just share it, create fun posts and just share it instead of being scared. I'm envious of people who just do things. I like overprocess them a million times. I think that's why it was so triggering. Like when my ex like overthinks the simplest things or what I believe to be the simplest things. It's triggering because like it kind of reminds me of like things that I do. And like every time I talk to him, it's like I'm, well, not every time, but like when those moments happen, it's like I'm constantly confronted with my shortcomings and like what I don't like about myself or the things that I do. So I know that's that's a lot of responsibility to put on somebody, but it is so triggering. It reminds me of all that stuff. And I'm just like, oh, why can't you just go with it? I don't know, Alita. Why can't you just go with it? It's like, so it's a tough, it's a tough one for sure. Yeah. So my next post um, is going to be, uh, or my next goal, I'm sorry, is going to be um, just promotion, doing this and promotion. Ooh, so I owe you guys a story. Oh, God. Let's just do it. Okay, so a short story. Part of my creative process is like characters walk into a room as though we first met. And I feel like I've told you this. So please excuse my repetition. I appreciate your patience with me. Mom brain is real. Anyways. um, So part of my creative process is when I get an idea for a character, it's like an introduction. And they kind of come into this room and they like just sit for me to join them. And they want to talk about their story they want me to tell it so there's this woman um she is african-american she has light brown skin uh it's like a like a the same color as like a like a latte or like an uh iced 
chai tea she's got full thick curly maybe like 3a b hair that's the curl pattern it's um a looser curl but it's coarse beautiful fro like it hangs down the curls hang down around about like her face so if she were to probably straighten it it'd probably go down her back for sure um she has on white a white uh, sleeveless blouse it's tasteful she looks like she's about 30 um with medium like medium wash jeans so they're not like very like it's not a dark denim and it's not light denim it's like that your stereotypical levi but she's not wearing levi's but that just blue jean um she has on headphones with the wire not airpods and she's leaning up against the um like awning thing like where you stand for the bus stop She's leaning on that and she's looking down. I'm not sure what she's listening to. But I can feel her. And it feels as though she has a lot on her mind. Whatever she's dealing with is heavy. Very, very heavy. It's almost like she's trying to let go of something. She's humming her favorite song to kind of try to just process it all. She doesn't have a car. Not because she doesn't, like, because she can't, but she just doesn't want to have a car. It's a reminder of him. No glasses, natural looking makeup. And by makeup, I mean like just, she just does lips. She's just scrolling through her phone, looking to see if she has any missed text messages. There are none. She misses feeling wanted and needed. Okay, we'll pause there because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's why we try. Okay, so there's my story. We're going to keep going with this. I'm going to write something out for you guys and I'm going to read it. And we'll see how it sounds. You tell me what you think. Okay, day 40 of Action Month. <laughs> so I will see you all tomorrow for day 41 of 100 Days with... Alita. Bye-bye. Good evening, friends. Welcome to day 41 of 100 Days with Alita. I am your host, Alita. So I just want to give you a little public service announcement that the uh, following content will be a little heavy may even be explicit i might sound a little measured and scripted right now because i am very nervous but i am going to allow myself to 
be candid about my feelings and some things that I go through. So I'm going to stop it here now. You can go ahead and skip to the next episode if you would like. I don't want to be a source of triggering or anything like that. But the next, uh, you know, if you decide to continue forward, I just wanted to, you know, do a service and warn you that day 41 is going to be heavy, a little dark, a little explicit. All right. Okay, so if you chose to continue listening to day 41, welcome. (laughs) Okay, so today is Friday, but it feels like Saturday. And like the majority of today, I had to keep reminding myself that today is Saturday. So today and this week, was very heavy my little my little girl's laughing and so it's kind of hard to be heavy right now like I'm trying to be all deep and dramatic and she's cracking up about whatever sometimes I think that my grandmother who passed away is in there talking to her or my stepdad that um passed away too I think they take turns making her laugh helping her go to sleep I don't know anyways as I was saying this week was heavy and uh, I just I had a difficult client at work Um, she was yelling at me about her appointment and I had to remain calm and stay measured and people were making excuses for her because she's an elderly woman who um, isn't as sharp in her mind as she once was. But I don't care about that because there are other people who are just as, you know, becoming detached. I mean, I like to say your brain's been working a long time it's not gonna perform like how it was when you were 20 or even 40 it's fine but kindness never goes out of style this person was cognizant enough to remember when I was there and to direct her anger toward me but not you know but then all of a sudden you know I have to understand and she's like being crazy And I feel like there's just always an excuse for, you know, white people. Like, they get to, like, they're always in a position to receive grace, but it's never extended. And so that can be exhausting. Not everyone, obviously, but, like, there's a lot of times when I'm told that you just have to understand And that becomes very exhausting. Another thing that's exhausting, and this is completely unrelated, but still just as triggering, is like, okay, I'm a fairly intelligent individual. I cannot deny that regardless how much I don't like myself, I am intelligent. Like, yeah. (laughs) And um, I feel like it gets abused. It gets exploited. Think of a, like a tall person 
or a very strong, muscular person. And every time, let's say, a tall person is around, um, they're always responsible for reaching, like, for what's hot, like, what's up high or what's out of reach for others. Same thing with a strong individual. They're always responsible for opening something or protecting something or, you know, you're the one that has to be physically imposing for those who may appear to be weaker. I feel like, you know, their advantages or gifts are exploited for the gain of others. And while I can't speak for these fictional people, I imagine that that could be draining. That's how I feel about my intelligence. I'm always asked all the questions. I'm always the one that has to look up something, answering questions. Like I'm always expected to have an answer. That's how I am made to feel. But what happens when the tall or strong person, you know, needs something opened or something is out of reach for, you know, them? For me, what if I have a question? What if I don't know? I just feel like that I'm constantly cast aside or expected to fend for myself. Um, when I am, you know, when it comes to like information or, you know, things like that. Oh my god, gals. <laughs> and so I feel like today during my therapy session the emotions I had been stuffing down for a long time, afraid to express to anyone um, they just came spilling out. And I'm going to try to explain, explain this in a creative way, like a storytelling way. Um it just reminded me of like, <laughs> I feel like my disclaimer was BS because like, oh, you can hear, see my daughter laughing. I'm like, oh, this is about to be real deep and it's going to make you sad. And <laughs> like people are going to miss out on her laughing. Maybe you can't hear it, but it's funny. But my feelings um, felt like laundry, dirty laundry. So I think I'm like only so hear me out so like you know how laundry 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 builds up over time it's an insidious trap because it's like oh it's a couple more shorts I could just shirts or shorts I could put it off we'll do it later and then two um when you've done some you feel like you've you know accomplished it looks like you've accomplished something but then it like packs down if it's in a basket um or whatever um like uh those like mesh sacks or whatever you think like oh I'm done but then there's like little pieces that are packed down in there and it's just it feels as though it's never ending because then you have to wear said clothes now the laundered clothes and then in a couple days you're back to kind of like where you started you know I feel like some of these issues and feelings that I have and frustrations that I have, I feel like I'm just in a constant state of unpacking. And then it's like, I'm healthy for a while, like your clothes are clean for a while. And then you go out and maybe you like spill something on your shirt, or you get something on your bedspread, or I don't know, you know, it gets dirty again. So you have to wash it over again. And there's just never a state of like it is complete like your laundry's done you have none to wash because you have to constantly wear clothes just like you have to constantly use your you know feelings you have to 
participate with people. Um, and I just feel like it gets jam packed, but I'm at the point now where it's spilling. If you've ever let your laundry pile up like mine, it's spilling over. Sometimes it's falling out the basket. Then you just grab another basket. Then you got two pile. You got like, you know, two baskets. Then you're just like, you know what? I could just put it on the floor. And then before you know, it, you've got all this pin up piles of clothes. And then you like maybe bump into it or knock it down or you throw just one more piece over and then it just spills over and knocks the entire pile over and that's how I feel about my feelings right now I'm feeling really anxious about what's going on in the world this is not a political episode so I won't bore you with that as far as like the you know politics of the situation but this whole thing with the mask and the children and their parents like freaking out speaking for their children I get it you are an advocate as a parent you are an advocate for your child But at the same time, it's like there's a balance between letting them be independent and doing what's best for them as opposed to like what's doing best, you know, doing what's best for, you know, you or what makes you more more comfortable. Because sometimes what's best for the child isn't always what's most comfortable for you. And this whole thing about, you know vaccination and getting vaccinated versus not getting vaccinated and I'm just like oh my god it's so heavy it's so deep my frustrations and I I just need to like decompress from it all I need to empty out the basket and go through the clothes that are in there not only do I need to just wash them I need to fold them up I need to put them away I need to decide okay am I wearing these clothes like do I still wear this do I need to wash them and donate them wash them and sell them like I really need to just sit with my laundry and sort it out because I've been stuffing it away and neglecting it and then you know if it goes unwashed too time too long, it starts to smell. Either way, something's gonna cause cause attention to come toward it, and you're gonna have to deal with it. So, I've never really like attempted like self harm. Like I've thought about it, um, but. The closest I've ever come to it is just like neglect where I've been in like a deep state of depression or just sadness. I don't I've never been clinically diagnosed with depression, but definitely like a very deep, heavy, you know, sadness. Think of it as like, well, you know, all that rain. Okay, well, if you're in Ohio near the lake, we were just like July was just rainy. Like there was like a couple weeks where it just rained and it was just overcast. Um, And it just felt like I had this heavy weighted blanket on me and it was black. But think of it like wearing that blanket like in the summertime. Just an oppressive weight or you know how heavy humidity feels. There's just like a just an absurd amount of moisture in the air and then like the sun is beating down on you so what is supposed to be an enjoyable beautiful experience it's like a burden and it's like it's hard to breathe and you're just tired and you need you know rest after doing just minimal activities like that's how I felt 
and I don't I don't do, you know, what I'm supposed to do, taking responsibility, you know, for my you know, like bills and just stuff like that. Like I just neglect because it's like I realize realize I don't want to die, like take my life. I just want to like trade bodies or trade lives. I get very upset, you know, the way things go. Like I get mad because while growing up while I felt like I was like provided for like with things so with um food clothing shelter I've never been without never felt like oh crap how am I gonna eat um but just emotionally it was just kind of like you're on your own you need to figure that out and then like and I, I do attempt to figure it out or express myself in what, in ways that feel natural to me. You know, I just, I've just always told, like, it's too much. Calm down. You're too loud. You're too excessive. You're too mean. And oh, it caused me to, like, try to be, like, a filtered version of myself. I like watered my thoughts down in relationships. I never really like spoke up about what bothers me because on one hand, I was very clear on what I wanted. But then on the other hand, it was just like it was too much for the people around me. And I just it was like. I was trying to solve like childhood drama through like some relationships and I could see where that could be overwhelming for people because there's just a point where it's like there's just some things that like you have to deal with and if we're going to go back to the laundry metaphor some stains are easier to get out than others some stuff is in there blood wine stains most of the time but shoot the old school people used to get out anything (laughs) but sometimes it just gets into the fabric and it affects the whole like it alters the fabric that's what the one dude said in Candyman I won't spoil it the the 2021 Candyman and so it's like I have to address those stains because they keep making an impact like let's say like I wash the clothes these are my feelings deal with them kind of but then there's still like residue or still marks on my shirt you have to treat it before you wash it you have to treat the stains and that's like where I'm at and especially with everything that's going on in the world with this stupid virus and these stupid mask mandates and this just the president and just Everything that's going on, like, I just, I feel as though I'm not giving you my opinion on that stuff. I'm like, I have one and it's strong, but we're not, that's not, like I said, that's not what we're here for. I need to treat the stains that I feel. 
and it's so scary but it needs to be done if I'm going to go further and take this further I need to do it so I know this was long I know it was a lot it wasn't quite as dark as I thought it would be maybe the Lord did that on purpose because now my daughter's asleep and she's like a lifeline she reminds me there's a purpose and there's a reason and that I can't give up she's just such a little ray of sunshine and I don't know how I gave birth to something so beautiful spicy but beautiful I just hope that anybody that feels this way that feels like they don't matter feels like they hate the family that they were born into and they just wish it was just it was just fucking different they need to unplug from what's going on but it also it just feels like oppressive and and heavy and just weighted like you don't want to die but you're afraid to live you're in limbo this book i was reading when a person was on life support um, it was like the book was based in Greek mythology, but I kind of identified with this. The person's spirit would go into limbo and you had to decide if you wanted to live or die. And I, I feel like that's one of the characters was explaining to another character the process, like the spirit's process during death. And I just really identified with that. It's like I feel like this part of me is in limbo. And it's like, I have to decide right now because this feels like very pivotal. I don't know what it is about this moment in my life, but it feels pivotal. And it's like, I have to decide whether I'm going to just like die out. This creative part of me, is it going to die out and just do something that's safe? Or am I going to choose life? Because I don't want to die. I don't want to take my life. I don't want to succumb to these negative thoughts that are so powerful and strong that they exhaust me but at the same time oh I don't want to give up you know I don't want to die but I don't I don't want to live either I'm afraid of my past choices of what I haven't accomplished what I've neglected who I've neglected past and present just torn between two worlds two existences I don't know if that's a word but it'll be today I can't dwell here there's something in my spirit that won't let me dwell here so I won't but there's a shift that's happening and I can feel it pray that I embrace it I know that I'm going to embrace it I know that I embrace it I accept it right now so I said all that to say for the next two weeks starting Monday the 13th I'm doing a social media detox and in replace of that I'm gonna listen to or I'm sorry read actually I have a physical copy of a career book I'm going to take a Skillshare class about writing. 
and I'm going to tell you stories and work on my film reviews and just build up this website and promote it and just work on treating these stains that are on my heart because they hurt and it's time to let them go so that was my lengthy episode I hoped you liked it it was a lot (laughs) it wasn't as dark as I thought it would be don't you worry those are coming but I thank God that it wasn't just heard my daughter's laugh head he put some healing in there and I, I appreciate it and I'll enjoy it for as long as I have it all right y'all I'm out it's been 20 minutes <laughs> bye-bye see you on day 42 aka the meaning of life episode <laughs> Hello friends, it's day 42 of 100 Days with Alita. I am your host. You know who I am. This is going to be a short one. Your girl is out of it tonight. It's been a heavy week. Very heavy. And I need to decompress. I need to check out of social media. I need to get into some writing grooves and really do what I'm going to do. And when I was in middle school and even elementary school, I was in band and our band director, Miss Mr. Barber, would always tell us that the meaning of life is 42. <laughs> Oh, it was lame then it's lame now but it's 42 so we're at the meaning of life so what is the meaning of my life how can i add meaning to my life what adds meaning to my life i really feel like i'm at a pivotal point and what i decide to do is critical next week i'll be halfway that's wild that is wild to me okay so what are we doing with the trajectory of our life I'm going to write I've been reading a lot and I will do a separate review of the book I'm reading because I've been devouring it it is called The Wife Between Us and I'm not really sure what that means. I still haven't figured it out. But you'll get a separate review for that. And um, I really need to lay some plans for my life. I need to commit and stay consistent and get some goals. Monday starts the detox. Tomorrow we plan and we prepare and we execute. It's going to be a great day. Not riding around. We're taking action. I'm tired of riding around in these future neighborhoods and not doing anything to get me there. 
And I still feel like the Lord's saying I'm thinking too small. So that's it. That's all I've got to say. The next time I talk to you all, we're going to be launching this website. Ooh, I have a progress report. I did write a short story about the woman at the bus stop. Um, I'm going to try and like tweak it. And then I'm posting it. And then during this detox, we are going to really dive deep. The rest of this month, we're taking the, the meat of the month because we're about, we're going to be halfway. So we're going to take two weeks out of this month to really dive deep. Let go of social media for a little bit. Because it's getting jam-packed with negativity and I can't take it. And my body is antsy and negative and frustrated and I need to move it and feed it better. It's just asking me to. I can feel it. So I need to do that. I understand I'm not going to change it all in one day, in two weeks. But we're laying groundwork. We're doing a detox. That's the subplot. And... You know, just mapping out the trajectory of the next half of my 100 days. Because I only have, you know, pretty soon I only have 50 days left of being 32. I had 100. Now I got 50. So it's been a tough, like, 42 days. But been exposing i just i have to stop being scared of taking action mom's pressing me about putting my kid in daycare i'm still kind of apprehensive about it so we'll see just have to do what i gotta do all right kids it's been five minutes i promise to give you at least five when i'm tired so i got the five good night We'll see you on day 43. I love you all. Bye-bye.